Welcome to the Psychotherapy Central podcast where we discuss love, attachment and healing from trauma. A place where you can gain the knowledge, tools and wisdom to help you build secure, flourishing relationships. I'm your host, clinical psychotherapist and couples therapist, Jennifer Newrick. Welcome everyone and thank you for joining me on this episode. It is lovely to have you here. We are going to be exploring the deep healing work of internal family systems on this episode. We're going to be covering how we have many inner children, not just one inner child. We're going to be covering how your inner children get triggered and exactly what that means. We're going to be looking at how you can become blended with your wounded parts, which we've spoken a bit about in the other episodes, how to effectively care for the wounded parts, how to bring healing and resolution to those really wounded exile parts, and how to effectively build what I call an internal secure attachment. So we have a lot of great stuff that we're covering in this episode. I've been doing inner child work for over 18 years. I'm a certified IFS therapist. Um, And I have over the years just had so much benefit myself from doing what's being called, and most of us will know it as inner child work. And the model that I used a lot was inner child and inner parent and inner, inner adult. So a transactional analysis model. So in internal family systems, the inner child is called the exile. And this part is a part of us that holds a lot of pain and wounding from the past. And that's not always just our childhood trauma or wounding. Sometimes it's things that have happened to us as adults too. And it's when these wounded parts of us are retrieved and healed by the core self, which I talked about um, in a previous episode, which you can be kind of likened to the higher self, deep, deep healing and transformation occurs and huge amounts of life force energy return into the system so that you can have a much richer and more fulfilling life. So in the last episode, we talked about how you might get triggered and blended with an exile, which is where that kind of subpersonality just kind of steps in And you might feel flooded, you might feel out of control, you might not recognize yourself. Like a lot of people say, Jen, I just don't know what happened. They had this trigger and I just, it was like someone else stepped into my body and I didn't know what was happening. And that's a really common experience. It's an experience that I have sometimes. And the way that I like to think about this is that you've kind of time traveled, yeah? You've time traveled and you're experiencing pain and the trauma and wounding that actually belongs in the past, but it's often been sort of too much and too fast. And the system, us, our psyche, our body, mind, and spirit haven't been able to integrate what's happened. And so they, those parts kind of become exiled inside our inner system. They become frozen or trapped. And then we have these protector parts which come up in order to make sure that those parts that hold these really, really big, deep emotional feelings 
don't come and, and flood the system and, and cause kind of system overload where a red alarm goes off it. I'm seeing like a factory, you know, like do, 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 system overload, system overload. And so these, these protectors' jobs, and they could be kind of managers or firefighters. And again, we've spoken about those in previous episodes, that they jump in and their job is to keep that exile down, keep that fire down so that we can't feel it, we can't see it. And so these exiles get literally exiled in our system, kind of sometimes in almost like dark, damp rooms or back in the scenes where they are originally frozen. And those exiles often are kind of calling out for help, come and, come and get us, part of you is still stuck here. And it's really calling on the energy of the self to come and meet with those exiles, to defrost those exiles, to offer deep transformative healing, which I'll talk about later in this episode, so that there can be this wonderful self to exile relationship, as well as self to self to manager, self to firefighter, self to all of the parts, just like in a wonderful orchestra where the self is the conductor and all of the different parts are all playing different instruments. And when all of the instruments and all of the parts are feeling connected to that loving and secure conductor, then they can play in harmony. There can be a flow of energy through the system and there's a sense of safety. And for us, when we're, because part of this podcast is about trauma, safety is so essential to the system, yeah, that we're, all of the parts in our system feel safe. And that's what we're really going to look at today is that we've worked with some of the protectors. We did that in the last episode and we'll touch on it again today. And then we're at this place where we're touching the core wounding, you might call it, where the really hurt parts are. And how do we bring forward that self energy to care for those wounded parts? So it's this is the work that I am super, super passionate about. I've spent the last 20 years doing this work with myself and my own exiles, managers and protectors, but also with other peoples. And I've just seen some of the most beautiful, exquisite, profound, yeah, almost transcendent experiences with being with other people and with myself as well in these deeply healing, restorative spaces and witnessing the amount of energy that comes back into my own system and other people's system as those parts get kind of defrosted and reintegrated. It's beautiful, beautiful work. So the last two episodes have essentially been preparing us for this moment. We've been getting everything set up. We've connected with the self. We've been um, slowly unblending from the protective parts, which you heard about in episode nine. And so that the self can kind of warm and hold and defrost the wounded exiles. And in the last episode, we kind of dealt with unblending from an exile who might have completely taken over. And like in that moment, I was talking about when we're flooded and we've worked with getting that exile, inviting that exile to kind of stand to the side a little bit so that we can just get a bit more space so that the self can be present to help the exile. And as we do this part of the work, it's really essential that it's self doing the work and not one of the protective parts. 
And the reason is, is that the old job of the protective parts, the reason why they exist in our system at all, is to keep that fire down, to keep the emotion down, keep those exiles exiled. And so often there's an intense relationship between the exiles and the protectors where um, where the protectors have often been quite punitive, quite harsh to the exiles. And so the exiles will naturally be quite wary of a protector part suddenly trying to take care of them. And so we do spend a while really unblending from those protector parts, really exploring how we're feeling towards the protector parts, towards the exile, just to keep checking for any protectors that might be popping up. Okay, And that's a normal part of the process and a beautiful part of the process. Because those protectors have often spent years and years um, protecting those exiles. So let's work within an example in this part. So let's say that a, an exile comes up who remembers being abandoned and I get flooded. And a protector comes up that says, you're being weak, you're being stupid, don't be so needy. And that would be an example of a really critical protector. And then when I speak to that critical protector about what she's doing, she says to me, well, I'm trying to stay strong because I felt so weak back then. I'm trying to protect her by keeping her strong. But can you see how the way that she's doing it feels really bullying for the exile? So the exile is going to feel kind of really bullied. And that's why, again, we make sure that we're in self. And the last two episodes in the series, I've been talking about that. So the protector might quite easily step to the side or it might not. And if it doesn't, it might need you to spend a bit more time with it, really listening to its hopes, listening to its fears, getting to know what made it um, feel like it had to do work so hard to protect the exile and maybe other parts in the system as well. And you might get an agreement, like the protector part might say, look, I'm okay if you work with that exile, but I get frightened it's going to flood flood us and we're going to crumble and not be able to recover from that. So you might need to kind of get an agreement from the exile to not completely overwhelm you. Okay, and, and if you find that you need help with that process, and many people do, finding an IFS therapist somewhere near you can be really helpful. So in IFS, we're really slowing down, we're listening to the fears of the protective parts, and we're working at the pace of the system, okay? So we're really not pushing. If a critical protector isn't ready to step aside, then we pause, we work with that protector. And remember that whenever we're working with a protector, we're often working with a younger part also, sometimes a teenage part or kind of a slightly older um, protective part. But whenever we've paused to work with a part, the whole system is watching, okay? I like to think of it like the whole orchestra, like a show on a stage, they've paused and they're all listening. And so if we can deal with all of our parts with this same love and compassion and generosity and curiosity, then the whole system will start to trust you more and especially yourself. So before we can work with the inner child, the exile, we've either had to ask the inner child to unblend a bit and kind of step to the side, 
Or we might have asked, or and, we might have asked a protector also to stand back a bit into the side, and we might have unblended with a few protectors. But either way, we've got access to the exile and we're not blended with any other parts. Okay, so self is present and we're ready to start the next sort of piece of the work. So let's say you make contact with an exile and she's remembering um, a period of feeling very neglected and alone, maybe her mother's working two jobs and she's at home basically being babysat by the TV. And maybe you as yourself, you step into that scene in your current kind of adult form, but with your self energy, it's being self-led that we want. And you step into that, maybe it's a living room, and and maybe you walk towards that little girl with a lot of tenderness, with a lot of care, with a lot of compassion. And you get curious about what it's been like for them. Okay, so often, sometimes they'll be very happy to see you. Sometimes they might be a little bit reticent to see you. Maybe they don't quite trust you yet, and you might need to spend a bit of time kind of building up trust. But essentially this time is a time, and I often think about it, if, I'd, if I walked into a room with a child who is really hurting, I approach my own exile with that same kind of energy, yeah, with a lot of tenderness and care and, and maybe not rushing up and giving them a great big hug, but just kind of going in gently, letting them know that I'm there. I'm seeing how they would like to interact with me. And the key here as well is to witness and validate their experience. So here I spend a lot of time asking my little girl, what was that like for you? And what were you needing then? What was that like for you? And if she wants holding her hand, if she wants a hug, spending a lot of time holding her close. Yeah, especially if she was hurried a lot, told we don't have time for this then especially sweet is that holding and just holding them close, letting your child know that they're not too much, that they are just perfect exactly as they are, that they are so wanted by you and so deserving of your protection, of your love, of your time, and you'll feel the things that your exile really needs to hear and let them, let them come. And I find when I'm doing this, I often feel it pouring out of kind of my chest space, out of my heart space. I often feel like a little bit of an aching in my chest as I do it. So it's kind of a pouring of love and holding for that part. Um, and I actually feel the same thing happen when I'm working with my clients and together, we're really holding in self energy that younger part of them often feel kind of an aching in my own chest as we as we hold that part together so you can feel here how there's a process of trust growing between that really hurt part that's really needing care and the self and that is essentially building that internal secure attachment so that that little girl isn't waiting anymore for mom to come home and pay her some attention or dad or whoever, but she learns quickly to look towards me for that care and love and attention. So the next part, we've met the the exile, we've spent a lot of time witnessing and being with, 
The next part is what's called a redo, where we ask the child, what would you have liked at this time? What did you feel that you really needed and you didn't get? And we invite the child to create a different memory. And this, surprisingly, often happens very organically. The child might say, well, I really wanted mum to be home more. Now, I loved my mum, I wanted her here. And it might be that, okay, well, in order to have that, mum needed more financial support. And so maybe in that vision, there's more financial support for mum. Mum's more resourced. Maybe mum had, maybe there's more of mum's family around. And other pieces start to kind of come into that image so that mum can be supported to spend more time with you as a little girl. Maybe that child would also like more time with the neighborhood friends, more time for play, more interaction and connection. Maybe there's a piece around kind of imagining playing or remembering playing with those neighborhood children and letting that grow. So by doing this, we're changing the neural network that's been stored in the brain for that memory of loneliness. And we're replacing that memory, that neural network, for a memory of connection. Yep, so it's very, very powerful. We're time traveling, reaching through time. We're retrieving and defrosting that exile so they're no longer trapped in a room all on their own. She's connected. She's being held. And maybe it's you who stepped into the room in that self-energy. And maybe that's the new mother that she wants. Whatever organically kind of happens that feels safe and nurturing in that vision. Now, the bit that I love about this as well, like I said before, is that the whole system is watching. And so we're building this environment of safety in the whole system. And also our protectors are busy watching very carefully. Does the exile get cared for or does it cry and light a fire and become dangerous again? And in this case, it's been heard and held and it's softening and it's melting and it's taking up a new role in the system. Maybe that exile is now choosing to take up a role of playfulness or of joy in the system. And so as these protectors watch this happening, they can, oh, I don't need to work so hard and be so critical now to keep that exile safe and pushed down because I can see that that exile is now back with the self integrated in a completely different way. So ah, I can stop being so compulsive, the protector. I can stop having to binge when I feel that feeling coming to push it down, right? The whole system becomes a bit less reactive and a bit calmer. So I hope you can see how if we do this repeatedly as a healing practice, that you can become more self-led that your system becomes a calmer and safer place to be because the exiles are not crying to be heard and the protectors are not busy working overtime to try and maintain safety. So the whole system starts to become calmer and we can become more compassionate people. It's kind of a side benefit to this kind of healing work is that when 
I experience more compassion towards my parts and I get to know my protective parts more. That when I meet with somebody else and I see their protective parts really ramped up, it's easier for me in a, from a place of compassion and not judgment to think and know, ah, oh, that's their protective part doing what they do. They're protecting their system. And that makes sense because their system's feeling threatened. So I have more compassion. And when we are, when we're all doing this kind of work and there's more compassion and we're all more self-led, it creates ripples throughout the world. And that for me is very exciting. More self-led leadership, more self-led people, just everywhere. Parenting, self-led people driving buses, self-led people um, doing therapy, self-led people being doctors. Yeah, and it starts to very slowly roll out and increase the level of compassion, which when I sense into that really makes my heart, again, soften. So thank you for being with me on this IFS journey. If you have any questions for me personally about therapy, about the work I do, about internal family systems... Um, so internal family systems is the foundation of my practice. I also use a modality called EMDR and I also do a lot of somatic work. But any questions about anything that I've spoken about, anything to do with love, attachment and healing trauma, please send me a DM through Instagram at psychotherapy.central. In the next episode, I'm going to be discussing something else that I am really passionate about and touched on a lot um, through my training in energetic and spiritual healing is legacy burdens and intergenerational trauma. So if you don't want to miss that one, please make sure that you subscribe to the channel and you'll be notified when it arrives. Um, and if you like what you've heard today, you can help me out by liking and subscribing. As always, the show notes will be available on my website, psychotherapycentral.health. We will also find my course on breaking relationship cycles and healing insecure attachment and doing trauma work. So thank you so much for being here and for being part of this community that's focused on healing trauma. And wherever you are, I hope you have a self-led, compassionate day. Thank you for joining me on this episode. If you want to learn more about all things love, attachment and trauma, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at psychotherapy.central or visit my website at psychotherapycentral.health. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review and a five-star rating. Your support means a lot and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.